change like my dreams out of reach This pain and all this grief If you see God and you have to speak Tell him it's crazy in these streets Feel my pain and it's so You're on Pastor Phil Welcome to Church on the Block. Real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets with my great co-host, Pastor Jay and Ruck Boy on Holy Culture Radio, Sears XM. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. You know where you're at. You're at the right time. You got the right dial. You are here. Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 154. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church, and the streets. It's your boy, Pastor Jay. Yes, I am back. And I know y'all like, okay, Pastor Jay, we only been hearing from you for the last five weeks, man. When the team coming back? I'm here to let you know that everybody will be back next week. We're going to get into this thing um, and talk about some trending topics and current topics real soon, real soon. But before we do, we got one more week left in this celebrating 45 years, uh, celebrating 50 years of hip hop and 45 years of loving God and loving people. The series we've been doing in Lawndale Christian Community Church where I pastor. And today is our last message in this series all about the missing element. You know, we talked all four weeks. First week we talked about DJing, said in the beginning was the DJ, what happens when the creator is forgotten. The second week we talked about breakdancing and we talked about the B-boy stance when the spirit makes you move. The third week we had Pastor Terrence Gazin, a.k.a. DJ Rock on, come on and talk about MCing. He talked about the kingdom state of mind. And then last week we had Pastor Phil Jackson come on talking about the writings on the wall, talking about graffiti. But this week we're going to drop this what we call the fifth element on you or the missing element, helping you understand what hip hop is all about. Man, this has been a deep dive into how hip hop culture intersects with our faith. And I'm super excited about it. So I'm not going to linger. I'm not going to keep talking. We're literally about to jump right into this thing because I'm super excited for y'all to hear this message. All right. This is me, Pastor Jay, closing out the series with the title of the sermon, The Missing Element. See y'all in a second right here on Holy Culture Radio, Church on the Block. All right, y'all. So, this thing has been really interesting. I'm hoping that this has not just been some biblical learning. I hope it has been. I hope you've gotten closer to God during this time. But I also hope that it's been a little bit of a cultural uh, moment for us as well, for us all to learn. Hip-hop, right, is a culture. It's a way to be. We said rap is something you do. Hip-hop is who you are, right? Breakdancing is something you do. Hip-hop is who you are. Graffiti writing is something you do, but hip-hop is who you are. And so what we're trying to say is that there's a way of being in which hip hop has given. The four, the, 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 the four kind of tenets of hip hop in its birth were peace, love, unity, and having fun. Peace, love, unity, and having fun. When you think about those tenets, you recognize that all of those were things that Jesus was about. I see peace because he's the prince of peace. I see love because he said, love your neighbor as yourself. I see unity because he prayed as high priestly prayer that we would be unified as he and the father is unified. And I see Jesus at the celebration of the wedding doing his first miracle where he say, keep the party going and turn the water into wine. Jesus know how to have fun. And so we're going to continue this thought. And today, uh, there's this other thing that kind of happens in hip hop that most people don't know about. There's a movie about it, but um, we also often say in hip hop, though, that it's not just the four elements, graffiti, breakdancing, DJing, and MCing, but there's also a fifth element. Everybody say the fifth element. Yeah. And today we want to talk about this fifth element, which 
I believe is one of the most important elements, and it's one that we don't often talk about, but it is super important. And so today we're going to talk about the missing element. Look at your neighbor and say, the missing element. All right. Now, I'm excited about this, and I love the passage because I think God gave me to this, gave me this one, um, and it fits perfectly with what I'm trying to do today. So I hope it it lands where it's supposed to land. Let's pray together that God would uh would, would bring this thing right into our hearts, and it would make sense. Let's pray. <sighs> Daddy, do your thing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. So the Word of God. In Acts chapter 17. Now I had Star read just a couple of verses out of that. But I'm probably going to be preaching through the whole 16 through 34 of Acts chapter 17. Okay. Now the missing element. It's real important that you talk about the missing element this way. Right. The, this past uh, week. Uh, me and a couple of guys from the church. I, I cut their faces out because I don't want y'all to, to 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 know how many of us was out here being unhealthy this week. But we went out to get burgers. Go ahead and hit the next slide. We went out and got burgers together. And the goal of the burger is to make it as big as you possibly can. And so all of us were trying to figure out what was going to not only make it big, but make it taste good. What is the missing element? So you see, some people put eggs on the top. Some people had uh, uh, beef, uh, extra pork loin they put on the top. Some people had lettuce and tomatoes and stacked them up so it was like you couldn't even put it in your face. But we were all trying to figure out what's missing. What do I need to add to make this the most juicy and eloquent and succulent burger I could make it? The problem is, no matter what we added, it wasn't going to get no more healthier. (laughs) Sometimes you keep trying to add things to your life, even though you already know what you already taken in ain't good for you. And so we, we look for the missing element, even though actually we haven't understood what the true element is. We haven't understood what's good for us and we're looking for more of what's going to kill us. Y'all going to get me in a second. And the goal here today is to talk about the missing element. Not what you want, but what you need. Woo. Not, 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 not more pork loin on top of it. Not, not an extra patty or two, but what's going to get you right? The missing element. We talked about all four elements of hip hop, but I'm here to let you know there's one more that we haven't talked about. So we're going to be in Acts chapter 17. You're going to need to walk with me through Acts chapter 17 a little bit. And I want you to be ready. Take down notes, do whatever you need to do, because we're going to really walk this thing. And I want to make sure that we together come out with what the missing element is. Thank you to all my brothers that went out and got unhealthy with me. Appreciate y'all. All right, next slide. All right, here we go. Now, first thing I'm going to talk about. In Acts chapter 17, you got Paul in, uh, who's been on his missionary journeys and he's, a, he's had some conflict everywhere he's gone. He had conflict in Thessalonica. He had conflict in Berea. He had conflict all over northern Greece. And so in order not to get his behind kicked, in order not to have some more of the problems that Paul has had in the past, his disciples say, Paul, why don't you go on to Athens? We'll stay back, right? Uh, 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 me, Timothy, you know, a couple of us, we'll stay back. You go on ahead. Me and Silas, we'll stay here. Um, and then we'll come join you later. So Paul takes off to Athens. Now, here's a couple of things I want you to notice about Paul. And I don't want you to miss it. 
Paul has a few spots of privilege that I think he knows how to use the best. Now, when we talk about privilege, we talk about things that you are able to do that maybe other people are not able to do it. Now, all of us in some way have privilege. Some of us have privilege because of race. Some of us have privilege because of gender. Some of us have privilege because of citizenship. Some of us have privilege because of education. Whatever it is, there are certain things that, and places you're able to go that other people may not be able to go. Paul recognizes this and uses his privilege a couple of times. All right. Now, the first thing we see is that Paul uses his dual citizenship. How do we know? Paul is both a Jew and a Roman citizen. Because he's both a Jew and a Roman citizen, he can walk into any synagogue he wants as a good Jew and not have any problems. But he can also go out in the marketplace, talk to any of the, 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 the Greek leaders or come into the courts, and they have to accept him. As a matter of fact, when Paul finds himself going to see the emperor, he appeals to the emperor in Rome when he's up on trial. And they have to, they have to listen to him because he's a Roman citizen. Not everybody can do that. Some are just Jewish, some are just Roman. He gets both and he learns how to leverage it for God's glory. So we see Paul, first of all, it says in verse 17, he reasoned in the synagogue with both Jews and God-fearing Greeks, as well as in the marketplace day by day with those who happened to be there. He was able to have conversation in the temple and on the street. He could go in the church and talk intelligently with the deacons and the pastors and, and those theologians and then hit the block and talk to the thugs and gangsters and be just as eloquent dual citizenship there's some people in the room who got dual citizenship some of y'all could come in here and go i'm blessed and highly favored and then you would go on the block there was up? yo i'm good g what up <laughs> dual citizenship y'all remember when president obama was shaking all the people's hands they came down the aisle all the white uh, politicians came he shook and then a brother came he was like citizenship Paul understands it and he leverages it for the kingdom but not only that he leverages his education right he's able to have intelligent conversations even with the intelligent folks of his day there's folks like uh, it says in verse 18 a group of epicurean and stoic philosophers began to debate with him some of them asked what is this babbler trying to say others remarked he seemed to be advocating foreign gods they said this because paul was preaching the good news about jesus and the resurrection let me tell you a little bit. I told y'all I always want to teach you a little something. So let's talk a little bit about Epicurean and Stoic. Next slide. Now, the Epicureans and the Stoics. Oh, I'll go back one. That's not ready yet. I'll just tell you this way. The Epicurean and Stoic philosophers were two of the ancient world's most influential schools of thought. So the Epicureans believed this, that the gods, is founded by a guy named Epicurus, duh, he believed that gods were not interested in human affairs, and that our universe was governed by natural laws, meaning it was going to be what it was going to be, and God really don't care what you do. That was Epicurean thought. It's going to be what it's going to be. It doesn't matter what choices you make. It doesn't matter what you do. There's natural laws that things just happen. That was Epicurean thought. Then there was Stoicism, founded by a guy named Zeno of Citium. He believed that rational laws govern the universe and that humans were capable of reason and virtue. In other words, he said the best thing to do in life 
is to live in harmony with nature and develop self-control and fortitude because when we make a decision, it has impact on the world. So Epicureans say, it don't really matter what you're going to do. Party, kick it, because it's all going to be end anyway. Stoics say, you need to have discipline and and think about your life because every decision you make is going to have impact on somebody else. So Paul shows up and these, these, these intelligent philosophers are having arguments back and forth and he comes in and says, well, actually, I got something a little bit more for you, right? I got something a little bit deeper. I got a God that I want to talk to you about. And they think he's bringing up false gods. So Paul understands both Stoicism and understands Epicureanism because he's intelligent and educated. He's using his privilege for the kingdom, right? He knows what they're talking about. It's these people who are educated about everything. I tell my wife all the time, she is the most intelligent person I know because she is so full of useless facts. (laughs) She knows everything about everything. I mean, how how do you know that? But she uses it for the glory of God. It's a privilege. So you learn and you get education, not so you can seem smart, but for the glory of God. Yeah, yeah. All right, y'all, that's the first part of this thing as we're just talking about what it looks like for us to use our privilege for the glory of God. You know, and as hip hoppers, uh, there's lots of gifts, talents, you know, knowledge, things that we learn and understand, whether it be about the streets or whether it be about the church, whether it be about, you know, just culture in general. That's not just for our own, you know, uplifting our own glory, you know, as MCs and DJs and breakers often, you know, we can really begin to believe that like what we do is so that we can get props so that people can see us and, and lift up our names. Uh, but what you find out when you become a, a hip hopper that's uh, in love with Jesus is like everything you do becomes for the glory of God. So, all right, y'all, you know, we got to go pay these bills. So uh, we're going to take a break real quick. But when we come back, we get into part two of this series. Um, and I'm going to get really deep into some other ways in which Paul uses his privilege uh, in order to bring God glory. Yo, we're talking about the missing element right here on Church in the Block. We'll talk about hip hop, the church in the streets, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. Don't you dare touch that dial. We'll be right back. New videos, music, articles, devos, and more. Stay connected. Get the app now so you don't miss a thing. Visit holyculture.net. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Real talk about hip hop at church in the streets right here on Church on the Block with Holy Culture Radio Series XM. Yes, we are about to jump right back into part two of this sermon about the missing element as we keep going with this series about celebrating 50 years of hip hop and 45 years of loving God, loving people here at Lawndale Christian Community Church. We are talking about the missing element and we left off kind of talking about how Paul uses his privilege, his gifts, his talent for the glory of God. And I want to go a little bit deeper into ways that Paul did that in this second part. Keep on listening. We'll be right back after this second part of this sermon series. I hope you're enjoying it. Yo, we'll be right back. Go on. Don't you touch that dial. Let's listen up. Here we go. I love Paul. Not only does Paul use that, but he also uses his dual citizenship to get a fair trial. The other thing that they say that happens is he goes into what's called the Areopagus. Everybody say Areopagus. 
Areopagus is the high court in Athens. This is like the highest court in Greece, in Athens. And he wants to explain himself because people are upset that he's talking about false gods. And he says to them, hey, don't worry. Um, uh, I'm going to tell you about a God that you don't know about, right? And so he gets an opportunity to share. But some people believe, some scholars believe, it was actually illegal to preach about other gods in Greece. And so this may not have been him like giving a good lecture. This might have been him on trial because he was out here talking about false gods when he had no right to. So Paul uses his privilege first with a dual citizenship, then with his education, and then to get himself a fair trial. What I want us to recognize is we all carry some privilege. I want us to use it for the glory of God. We got to recognize that privilege isn't always bad. It's an opportunity for God to be glorified and for people to understand that they matter. Amen? Now, as we keep on going down this thing, now I'm going to start walking down Paul's sermon. So he gets in front of the Areopagus and he preaches a sermon. And it's from this sermon that I think we're going to get the understanding of what the missing element might be. All right, now we're ready for the next one. Oh, that was my fault. All right, first off, the fifth element of hip-hop is knowledge. Everybody say knowledge. You got MCing, you got DJing, you got breaking, you got graph writing, but the fifth element is knowledge. Almost all MCs talk about knowledge or knowledge of self or knowledge of God or some kind of knowledge. And if you are gathering knowledge, you understand the fifth element of hip-hop because you can be... All of the other elements can be there, but without knowledge, the people will perish. So knowledge is that fifth element. And what Paul is trying to do in this sermon is drop some knowledge. Trying to drop some knowledge. So he starts off right here, dropping this knowledge because they are worshiping pagans and they're ignorant to it. Now, I want to make sure I'm clear. I grew up with the black definition of ignorant. Am I the only one? Okay. The black definition of of ignorant is different than Webster's definition. Okay. The black definition of ignorant is trifling. It's that person that's walking down the street, they eating a Twinkie and the garbage can right there and they still throw it on the floor. Ignorant. Ignorant. You know what I'm talking about? Just ignorant. But Webster's Dictionary actually defines ignorant as just not being informed. You just don't know any better. So that's the definition I'm talking about. I just don't want you confused that, that Paul thinks they're ignorant. They're ignorant. They, they're uninformed of this God. How do we know? Let's look at the passage here in Acts 17, verses 23 and 24. Next, it says, for as I walked and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this is what I'm going to proclaim to you. The God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. Let me tell you the first thing that I notice about Paul here. Paul does not start off calling them ignorant. He starts off with a compliment. I see that you're so, so religious. He walks around and he sees all the altars to the false gods and he goes, you guys really love gods. It's amazing. Like, you got gods everywhere. And I see this inscription right here to the unknown God. You mind if I talk to you a little bit about this one? 
The one that you seem to be ignorant of, the one you don't know about, he starts with a compliment, right? He doesn't come at them as if they are crazy and foolish. I need us to recognize that sometimes while you are here beating people upside the head, thinking you so spiritual and so smart, that maybe just once you ought to start with something beautiful and smart about the person before you start telling them about the Lord. Maybe a compliment. You know, I've seen just how spiritual you are, but I want to just give you a little bit of knowledge about the one who is the, the, the chief of all. So not only does he give a compliment, but he just says, and I want you to know, and I know that you just don't know. You ain't ignorant. You're ignorant. You don't know about this guy, but you know you don't know. That's why you made the altar that says, I don't know. You know you don't know. And since you know you don't know, can I step in and drop some knowledge? He says, let me tell you about the God you don't know. I love it. The first thing he does is drop knowledge. Everybody say drop knowledge. Now I'm going to tell you what he does. He points out the things that they missed. And I wish I was this dope to be able to put things together like this. But Paul literally points out all the sermons we've heard so far in this series. First one, look what he says. The first thing he says, next slide, is that you missed the creator. Mr. Creator, go back one, it is. The one creator, God being the object of worship. You missed the creator. What was our first uh, our sermon? In the beginning was the DJ. What happens when the creator is forgotten? Look what he says right here uh, in Acts 17 verses 25 and 26. He says, and he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives everyone life and breath, and everything else. From one man he made all the nations that they should inhabit the whole earth, and he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. Paul starts off and says, is this this this, this God you don't know? Let me tell you something. We need him, he don't need us. We need God, God don't need us. That's that's for them, they're like, wait, what? But But, but we've been philosophizing that God doesn't really care. No, no, no. We don't, we, we can't make it without God. We, we are nothing without God. He says, and God is concerned with human affairs. Because from one man, he made all the nations. That they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history. And the boundaries of the land. God is concerned about humans. He's concerned about our places. He's concerned about our neighborhoods. He's concerned about our families. And for them, they're going, I didn't know. That's why I made an altar that says, I don't know. He says, not only do we need God, and not only is God concerned with human affairs, but God is the reason we have purpose. Y'all remember my first sermon? We were talking about the DJ and the MC. And that the only purpose, the only way the MC has purpose is if the DJ is there. Because the purpose of the MC was to fill in time while the DJ looked for records. Without the creator, we have no purpose. That's what Paul says. I wish, Dr. Lee, I wish I could have put this together like this. He did it for me. All right. Not only does he say we missed the creator, but the next thing he says is we missed the writing on the wall. He was here last Sunday. He heard Pastor Phil. We missed the writing on the wall. Look at what the verse says. Verse 27 says, uh, God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. 
Y'all remember what Phil talked about? That Belshazzar was so arrogant, having drunk parties with all these women and stuff, that God had to literally put his finger out of heaven. And Daniel 5 and start writing on the walls. He was trying to get his attention. Why? Because God wants us to seek him. God wants us to reach for him. I was in Kingdom Men. Uh, it wasn't even Kingdom Men. It was Hope House. Bible study last week. And we were talking about Daniel 5. And one of the things that came out of it was how much God loves Belshazzar. How much he loves him. Think about it. Belshazzar is having wild parties, drinking, not being a good king, disobedient, using the communion cups to turn up. This is what the story says. And God doesn't just like kill him on the spot. You are blaspheming God. God personally writes a message to him on the wall from heaven. Then God sends his mama to him to tell him about Daniel. Then God sends Daniel to explain the writing on the wall. Oh, if y'all don't see that's love, I don't know what you're missing. While you out there wilding and doing the opposite of what God told you to do, he's doing everything possible to get your attention. The writing is on the wall. Will we see it? God loves you in your sin. God loves you when you tripping. God loves you on the block when you ignoring him and when you doing something wrong. He will reach out from heaven and write on the wall to get you. But see, they missed the writing on the wall. <laughs> Paul's trying to remind them. Like God, God wants a relationship with humanity. It's not just isolated. It's not just anything happens. God is in charge. So this is crazy, right? Not only does it say he missed the creator. Not only does he say they missed the writing on the wall, but then he says they missed the kingdom state of mind. Y'all, this thing is crazy. Look at what it says in the verse. Verse 28 and 29. As they worship in these idols of gold, silver, and stone. He says, for in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Therefore, since we are God's offspring, we should not think that the divine being is like gold or silver or stone or an image made by human design and skill. Can I point out something to you first, though? Because this is so hip hop. This is so hip hop. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I stopped it right there on purpose, right? (laughs) Cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Yeah, I really want y'all to come back and hear what I'm about to say, because a lot of people don't even recognize this about the passage and what Paul is doing, but I guarantee you it's super hip hop what he's about to do in order just to help folks out, uh, understand this in the Areopagus. So, um, yeah, we're about to go ahead and take another break, uh, pay these bills a little bit, but we'll be right back after these messages right here on Holy Culture Radio, Serious X. this is Church on the Block. Real talk about hip hop, the church in the streets with your boy, Pastor Jay. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Don't you dare touch that dial because you do not want to miss this next nugget. All right, y'all. Tell them it's crazy Holy Culture Radio is operated by the CoreLink Solution, a 501c ministry dedicated to empowering people to reach their potential. If you feel led to contribute to this mission, Visit www.holyculture.net slash donations. All right, welcome back. Welcome back. I'm super excited to get into this next part of the the sermon. Um, Of course, first two parts, we've been talking about the missing element um, and what it is that we're missing. And we've already talked about that that being the knowledge of God uh, and the knowledge uh, in general is the missing element. 
what we believe is the knowledge of Jesus Christ as the son of God. And so uh, we're about to get into this thing about how Paul subversively is about to make sure that the folks at the Areopagus and the other, you know, intellectuals of his day get that. And he about to do something so hip hop, you know, so hip hop. All right. And uh, just a little bit of a hint, man, if you've ever been in an MC battle, you know, this is one of the best tools in the MC battle. All right. So we're about to jump right back into this thing. Uh, welcome back. Holy Culture Radio Series section. This is, of course, Church on the Block. We'll talk about hip hop, the church in the streets. Yeah, we're about to get into part three of this sermon, The Missing Element, uh, as we close it out. Thank y'all for listening. Let's get into this thing. Paul quotes some of the Greek philosophers to talk about God. This is crazy. This is crazy. Y'all don't believe me, right? When it says, how many of you ever heard, for in him do I live, move and have my being. Y'all heard that before? That didn't come from a Christian. It's beautiful. But Paul is pulling a hip-hop thing here. All right, I'm going to show y'all. I'm going to show y'all. Not only that, the last line, it says, and um, we are made in an image of God, and we are his offspring. We are his offspring. That sounds so Jesus-like. We are his offspring. That wasn't a Christian either. But Paul uses them because he's trying to get the attention of these philosophers and intelligent folk who think that they know everything. Watch this. I'm going to show y'all a little bit. We're going to go to the first one. Cretan philosopher Epimenides. I can't even say it. Epimenides. I guess that's how you say it. All right. The name of his poem is Kretika. And here's what he says. He's talking about Zeus. They fashioned a tomb for you. Holy and high one. Cretans. Always liars. Evil beasts. Idle bellies. But you are not dead. You live and abide forever. For in you we live and move and have our being. I should say being, not bring. All right. So this poem written by Cretan is actually addressed to Zeus. Paul knows it because he's so educated. And he says, as your poets say, in him do we live, move and have our being. And they're like, oh, you know Lil Yachty? <laughs> oh, Okay. I didn't know you could quote those people. He says, well, I'm not going to stop there. As a matter of fact, I know the historic philosopher Eratus, who has a poem called Phenomena, which means natural appearances. And he says this as he's talking about Zeus. Next one. Let us begin with Zeus, whom we mortals never leave unspoken. For every street, every marketplace is full of Zeus. Even the sea and the harbor are full of this deity. Everywhere, everyone is indebted to Zeus, for we are indeed his offspring. They said, you know, Aratus? I didn't know that you could quote him. And now he got their attention. But he uses that attention to tell them, I may know about your stuff, but I don't worship your stuff. Don't miss it. I may know about your stuff, but I don't worship your stuff. Because I know a God who's not made out of gold or silver or stone or anything like it. As a matter of fact, my God makes the gold, stone, and the silver. My God is above the gold, stone. My God is so dope that my God has all the riches and glory. He has all the gold, all the stone, and all the silver. I don't even have to worship it. He cuts them down at the knees. He's using they words against them. That's so hip-hop. I love this. Then he goes on after he makes sure that they don't have the kingdom state of mind. He says, not only did you miss the creator, not only did you miss the writing on the wall, 
Not only did you miss the kingdom state of mind, but you also missed the opportunity to celebrate. Get out the b-boy stands. You missed the opportunity to celebrate. It's time to end the ignorance. Look at what it says in verse 30 and 31. I'm going somewhere, y'all. Watch this. In the past, God overlooked such ignorance. But now he commands all people everywhere to repent. For he has set a day when he will judge the world with justice by the man he has appointed. He has given proof of this to everyone by raising him from the dead. What's Paul saying? Paul's telling them, God ain't playing no more. God ain't playing. There was a time when he overlooked this type of ignorance. But let me tell you now, you got a whole altar that says to the unknown God. He said, I don't reveal myself through the mountains and the stars. I don't reveal myself by birds flying in the air and fish in the sea. I've revealed myself through all of these amazing things. How can you not know? God ain't playing no more. He says, judgment is coming. You better recognize. He tells them that you're missing the opportunity to praise God, to do a David and celebrate before God till you lose your mind. You're losing a chance to get even more undignified because you haven't realized who God is. Oh, but can I do something real quick? Can I pull a Paul? Okay, can I do something real quick? Can I pull a Paul? I want to take a second and, and, and quote one of the great philosophers of hip hop. I want to use one of their poets. I want to quote the great philosopher Notorious B.I.G. He said, and if you don't know, now you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, 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 sometimes we miss the creator and think we know what's best for our own lives. But God told us in Psalm 100 verse 3, know that the Lord, he is God. He made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. And if you don't know, Sometimes we miss the writing on the wall and want to keep going our own way even though we know better. But the Bible tells us in Romans chapter 6 verses 1 and 2, what shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? Uh Uh-uh. By no means. We are those who have died to sin. How can we live any longer? So stop sinning. And if you don't know, Sometimes we miss the kingdom state of mind and lose focus on what's actually important in life. But the Bible reminds us in Matthew chapter 6 verses 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all that other stuff will be added unto you. And if you don't know Oh, sometimes we miss the kingdom state of mind, but sometimes we miss the opportunity to get our butts out the b-boy stance. Sometimes we miss the opportunity to praise God for all that he has done. But the Bible tells us in Psalm 150, praise the Lord, praise God in his sanctuary, praise him in his mighty heavens, praise him for his acts of power, praise him for his surpassing greatness, praise him with the sounding of the trumpet, praise him with the harp and lyre, praise him with timbrel and dancing, praise him with the strength and pipe. Praise them with the class of symbols. Praise them with the resounding symbols. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. And if you don't know, oh, somebody ought to be able to give God praise because you know the truth. You better tell them that God is good. And if you don't know, somebody ought to be able to tell them that God's going to make a way out of no way. And if you don't know, Somebody ought to be able to tell him I used to be lost in sin, but Jesus came and took me in. And if you don't know, 
Somebody ought to be able to say, my God is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, more than you can ask or think, according to the power that's working in me. And if you don't know, and if you don't know, and if you don't know, you know our God is greater our God is stronger our God is higher than any other our God is healer awesome in power if you don't know how many of you know there's no one greater than our God the one who put the writing on the wall the one who reached down from heaven and made sure we had a kingdom state of mind the one who's been the creator since the beginning I'm here to let you know that the fifth element is knowledge of him. The one who will do exceedingly abundantly. The one who walks with you when you're tired. The one that'll never give up on you, even if it's your fault. The one that picked you up when you was down. The one who picked you up when you was level to the ground. The one who said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. The one who said, I am that I am. The one that said, if you need a friend, call on Jesus. Do I have one witness that'll help me praise the Lord? I'm talking about Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Do you know him? Do you know him? That's the missing element. Knowing my Jesus. For he'll pick you up and turn you around. He'll set your feet on solid ground. I know he's all right. And I thank him, Jesus. I know he's all right. I'll worship you, Jesus. I'll use what I got for your glory. And if you don't know, now you know. If you don't know, now you know. If you don't know. That's the missing element. So many of us walking around thinking this of our intelligence, our education, our citizenship, whatever else we got going for us. But I'm here to let you know, our God is greater. Our God is stronger. Our God is higher than any other. Our God is healer. Awesome in power. And if you don't know, stand to your feet all over the building. Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Took you to church just a little bit right there, man. A little little of my Baptist roots came out on me. Excuse me there. (laughs) Just playing, y'all. But, man, I hope that you felt that thing. I hope that you understand why I was so excited. Because what I want people to recognize is that the missing element is Jesus Christ, the Son of God, who came to redeem the world and chose each and every one of us to be his representatives in every culture, on every place, uh, and every time uh, throughout uh, eternity. And so um, I get excited when I get an opportunity to to uh, to shout out the missing element. Uh, I thank you, Jesus, for um, helping me see what was missing in my life so that I could grab hold of it and now be walking in light and no longer in darkness. Uh, I pray the same for each of you, that you too know the missing element. 
Um, yeah, man, about to get out of here with my bars. This is my last week to drop rhymes before Pastor Phil come back in and does his own version of bars. But I'm going to go ahead and drop these bars right here. This is actually a verse I did with my boy Show Baraka on his very first album, Turn My Life Up, um, on a song called God Is Like, Who Is Like God. And I was the last verse on there. So if you got that album somewhere and you want to check it out, that's your boy, Pastor Jay, on there. All right. Here we go. It says this. I'm asking, can you fathom this Trinitarian tandem or imagine the thousands of atoms it took to make Adam? Who is like God? Because he himself is high. We try to do it. But I we're left with me, myself and I believe he's on the throne while we do it to death. I'm relieved he's number one because number two is a mess. Queen of Bishop. As best I get this mess off my chest with rooks and palms thanks to the king. Plus, he's got us in check. If I rule the world, man, stop trying. You hove, you the sovereign ruler, man, stop lying. How you use the name Hova, don't know who the king be. He says, walk this way, and he runs the MC. He's the king and rock. There is none higher. Forget the bling in the block or burning the lake of fire. The only known to wait, go and fold his grave clothes. Roll the stone, display his holes and rolls like case closed. Yeah, we out. Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church and the streets, Holy Culture Radio, Sirius XM. We'll see you next week when the whole crew is reunited and it feels so good. See y'all next week, man. We out. Thank you for listening to Church on the Block, real talk about hip-hop, the church and the streets. We're back here, same time, same day, next week. Come with us. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets. Tell them it's crazy in these streets.